Good evening. Wisdom Eccentrics by Nakchang Rinpoche, Chapter 44, Sky Dances. It was March 1975 and a faint drizzle was descending just outside the window. Rinpoche took a sip of beer as he eyed me wafting some cool air into the armhole of my waistcoat. Oh yeah, you have much fire element. Maybe too much thinking of Kandros, Rinpoche laughed. We'd previously been discussing the female disciples of Padmasambhava, and Rinpoche always spoke of them as Kandros, ladies who travel in space. Can you tell me about any of those Kandros, Rinpoche? Oh yeah, but not all. Many are forgotten now. Kandro Chenmo Yeshit Sogyo was the disciple who not only received every transmission and teaching Padmasambhava gave, but mastered everything without exception. Yeshit Sogyo became the living embodiment of Guru Rinpoche's lineage in Tibet. Through her siddhis she could bring the dead back to life. Her memory was unfailing and it was she who transcribed every word of teaching which Guru Rinpoche uttered and codified them into Kandro cipher to be discovered as teramas in future generations. After Guru Rinpoche's departure from Tibet, she encoded further teramas, both as texts and as mind transmissions. Together with Nubchen Sangye Yeshe, she transcribed many more volumes of Guru Rinpoche's teaching. She spent the rest of her life wandering throughout Tibet, teaching many thousands of Gurkha Changlo disciples. Yeshit Sogyol has taken many incarnations in Tibet, within the Nyingma lineages and within the lineages of the Kagyun Sakya. Yeshit Sogyol was the living embodiment of every manifestation of Yang Chen Ma. Rinpoche took a sip of beer and smiled. Then Mandarava. She was born in Zahor and passed through the cremation fire with Guru Rinpoche. She gained the city of longevity and wandered throughout the Himalayan regions, giving transmission and instruction into the practice of the Vajrayana. Unlike Yeshit Sogyal, she manifested secret activity, and so little is known of her accomplishments in terms of her effectiveness in the world. Yeah, then Tashi Chidran, born in the region of Mun, on the Nepalese border at a place called Munzag. Tashi Chidran had spontaneous visions and memories of previous lives. She was first given empowerment and transmission by Yeshit Sogil, who then brought her to Guru Rinpoche. He took her as one of his major consorts in the practice of the Buddha Karma of Destruction. When Guru Rinpoche manifested as Dorje Truro, it was Tashi Chidran who manifested as the tiger. Rinpoche sat for some moments, gazing into space. Kala Drupchen. Now, her parents were weavers 
and she was taught Vajrayana from an early age through the analogy of weaving. Tantra is connected with the idea of weaving and the loom of lucency. The image concerns the warp of form and the weft of emptiness. When both her parents died, she was taken with them to a cemetery where they were left. She was found by Mandarava, who had manifested as a tiger. The tiger cared for Kala Drupchen, gave her instruction, and later brought her to Guru Rinpoche, who gave her transmission. She assisted Yeshit Sogyal in the concealment of Telmas and at the end of her life took Rainbow Body. You wish to hear all? Rinpoche asked. Yes, Rinpoche, if you don't mind. I find this quite important because there is little information about women in Vajrayana and women would be happy to know this information. Oh, yeah, then I must remember. Next comes Shakya Lamo. She was the daughter of the Queen of Nepal. The Queen died in childbirth and Shakyalamo was also abandoned at the cemetery where she was fed and cared for by animals. She was discovered there by Guru Rinpoche, who took her as one of his major consorts and gave her all necessary teachings and transmissions. At the end of her life, she manifested Rainbow Body. Oh, yeah, then comes a most important Kandro, Melong Tsarinchenso. Rinpoche fixed me with a knowing expression, and his eyes seemed to grow larger and wider. If you meet the incarnation of this Kandro, then you will live very long and be happy. She was the mistress of the Jewel Mirror Lake. She hung her white robes on the rays of the sun and danced naked in the mountains, never to wear clothes again other than coloured light. Rinpoche, you said, if I meet her, how would I meet her? How would that be possible? Rinpoche laughed. Some way you meet me. Meeting is always possible. There are many incarnations of these Kandros. If your practice is good, then you may meet her. This would be very good for you. Anyway, just continue. Simply practice as we have practiced together and keep your good mind. Don't be involved with Tom yours and you will have good circumstances. There was not much I could say about that. I was itching to ask how, when, why, where, but I realised that Rinpoche was not going to be specific. This was obviously something that he knew, but not in the way that things are normally known. Something had just appeared in his mind and he'd spoken of it directly. If I pushed for anything specific, it would ruin the atmosphere that had evolved. I always had to be sensitive to that. There's always the tendency to make everything concrete and if a person's too persistent, then they cease to hear such statements. A 
Of course, this sometimes leads to enduring mystery, but I have always relied on Rinpoche to give me information when he assessed the time as being conducive. Rinpoche poured a glass of beer for both of us. Yeah, then Sanma Zadojetso, mistress of the hot Vadra lake, realised the city of Tumo and could cause the lake in which she bathed to give rise to steam as if it were a thermal spring. Rinpoche looked at me and chuckled at this point. Maybe you can do this without Tumo. Rinpoche was accustomed to the fact that I couldn't tolerate heat very well and seemed to suffer no ill effects from drinking cold water. He often teased me about having some form of naturally arisen tumo because I was too hot most of the time. Maybe you will have to sit in the lake and make steam, he laughed. Now that would be entertaining for the local people but I don't think my heat would last that long at this time of year. Rinpoche chuckled and shook his head. Yeah, possible. Anyhow, Meilong Tsarinchenso, at the end of her life, she attained rainbow body. You have practiced Tumo? I began, Rinpoche, but I don't have the legs for it. My legs are too short for lotus posture. I tried quite hard to perform the exercises, but only succeeded in hurting my ankles. Kyabje Dujan Rinpoche said I should practice poa instead. Rinpoche nodded. Yeah, I can see this. This will be good for Zogchen Menak Day. You will need to shout the pat. Rinpoche shouted a sudden pat and I felt myself splatter across the room. I didn't jump as I had done on many previous occasions. I probably flinched as my autonomic nervous system reacted involuntarily, but the effect was still violent. I sat there as myself of reality reassembled, as if disassembled particles of me slowly came back into focus as something self-recognisable as the person sitting in front of his lama. Rinpoche grinned at me and continued his account as if nothing had happened. Then Tsombu Pematso, mistress of the Kilkor clustered lotus lake, accomplished such mastery of her tsalung that she was able to materially manifest the body of her yidam. And then Tsenam Za Sangyetso, life sky mistress of the indestructible lake, attained rainbow body. It was said of her that after abandoning both physical clothing and the clothing of delusion, she entered into the naked expanse of being in which whether she swam like a fish in water or flew like a bird in the sky was incidental. Both elements were her natural home. Rinpoche peered out of the window into the night. It has become dark. Another day has gone, but still we have some days together. 
There are various lamas who have manifested this appearance of the Yadam, but mainly this happens during empowerments. Dujam Lingpa was always able to do this, and so too Kyabjai Dujam Rimshe and his son Dungzi Trinninorba Rimshe. This I have seen. Yeah, and so then there is Shelka Zadojetso. She was able to walk on water as if it was solid ground. This city I have seen in Tibet. There was one Kundro called Adzin Namka in Golok who manifested this city. I saw her once, but she was far away and she had reached the shore before I came close. But others were closer and they had seen her out on the water. I never saw her again because she was not pleased to meet too many people. She was a great master and practiced mainly Zogchen Longbei. Shelka Zardorjetso had such devotion to Guru Rinpoche that it was as if she were a river plant moved by currents of water, according to the suggestion of Guru Rinpoche. Through her devotion she realised all siddhis and attained rainbow body. Then Rutog Zatun Rupma, mistress of the Thunderbolt clan, she subdued the protectors by her mere gaze. And Shubuza Sherpama had perfect insight into every text and commentary without the need of study. She gave transmission of everything within the nine yanas. Yeah, Rinpoche smiled after dinner had been cleared away. Yeah, next is Uche Zakagelmo, mistress of primordial starlight. That's a remarkable name, Rimshe, I exclaimed. Oh yeah, she was remarkable for referring all her questions concerning the teachings to her Yidam and receiving answers to everything without need of other teachings. Which Yidam did she practice? It is not recorded. With most of these disciples, very little is known. This is because there was much persecution of the Gurkha Changdo day and the second spread of Buddhism in Tibet. The new monastic powers at the beginning were antagonistic to the Nyingma lineages, which had continued from the time of Guru Rinpoche. They outlawed some tantras and made it punishable by death to translate them. So much was lost. And now, after the Chinese invasion, many Tibetan texts are no longer available. Maybe some can be found, but it will now be difficult to find them. Maybe later in my life I can try to find some of these texts if the situation in Tibet ever changes. Yeah, good, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, if possible, then please try. And so, Yamdrokza Chuki Drolma, liberated mistress of the turquoise lake. 
She gave teachings to all beings, and whenever she spoke, her words were greeted with joy from every aspect of existence. Then Zemma Zalamo, the divine blushing mistress. Blushing, Rinpoche. Oh, yeah, blushing. This means the mixing of the red and white tiglays. You know this, I think. The pink complexion, which is the sign of integrating the male and female aspects of one's being. Rinpoche nodded and proceeded. Oh, yeah. She took her sustenance in the way of food and wine directly from the nature of the sky. Is that like Chulen, Rinpoche? Rinpoche shook his head. No, this is fruitional. This is the result, not the practice. With Chulen, one still drinks water. Is this something that I should practice, Rinpoche? Maybe not so necessary for you. I have practiced the three Chulen, but only because these practices are valuable for retreat where there is no provision. I think you will always have provision. Maybe you could practice the Longku Chulen, as that would be valuable for vision. I will give you the Rilbus for the Longku Chulen, and then maybe in some years you can try this. You will know when that will be. There are three forms of Chulen. The first is the Trulku Chulen, when you eat only rice and eat less every day until you only eat one grain. The second is the Longku Chulen, when you have three Rilbus a day. The third is the Chukku Chulen, when you only suck a stone. In all, you can drink water, and the time of the retreat is three weeks. Yeah, I think if you practice Chulen at all, you should practice the Longku Chulen. Rinpoche and I sat in silence for some time after he concluded his instruction of Chulen. This often occurred after he imported some specific instruction. Imparted, sorry. He never told me why we sat in silence and I never asked, but it made sense to me in terms of transmission. I'd been given an important teaching and I needed to sit with what I'd been given. Then, Rinpoche resumed, Baza Layang, mistress of blazing melody. She pacified the perceptions of disciples without need of activity. Merely to see her was to have one's confusion resolved and one's relationships with others harmonised. This city is wonderful. Such a Kandro would be of great benefit for the many idiots in the world. When there are too many idiots, there is too much suffering in the world. There is suffering anyway, as long as there is Kawa. But Tomyors make this suffering worse, and then it is difficult for people to find good circumstances to practice. 
Charogza Changchubma, compassionate mistress of ravens. Through the Zogchen Menak Day practice of integrating with moving elements, she gained the city of transforming her physical body into the moving elements, wind, fire or water, in order to benefit her disciples. Ha ha! Rinpoche exclaimed rather loudly. I'd not heard him raise his voice for quite a while, and so the hair on the nape of my neck prickled with it. This means she who knows the taste of the primordial Ur. She has radiance like the dragon. She was the mistress of the crystal crags. This one I will speak of later. Maybe now is not the best time to speak of Arodzardruktsal Sheldrakma. She had the city of commanding thunder in the sky. She was able to experience her mind as identical with the sky and what arose in her mind manifested in the clouds for all to see. Dromza Pemasel, the lotus-like mistress of the Drom clan, had the city of flight. She was a daughter of the prince of the Drom clan. She died at the age of 16 and her parents were so stricken with grief that Padmasambhava took her to Chimpu, where he brought her back to life by writing the letter Khri in red vermilion on each breast. He then gave her transmission into Menak Kandro Nyingtig and authenticated her as a future Terton. He concealed the treasure within her mind stream and she later revealed this terma in her incarnation as Pema Leidreltzal. Rongza Sidi, mistress of Sidis, could live on stones as nourishment. Trumza Shalma, mistress of crystal, arranged flowers in the sky and inspired visions to arise within other practitioners. Kuza Peltsun, mistress of glorious wrath, could make her purva vibrate merely by resting her attention on its outer form. Oh, yeah, now, Rinpoche yawned, I am tired. He shook his head with a grin. Too many Kandros, he laughed. You are young, so it is not a problem for you. Maybe you will dream now of Kandros, so it is time to sleep.